0: way to do this.
1: Let me show you a better way. Hi folks, this is Jack Spearco with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life. Times get tougher even if they don't. Today is November the thirteenth, two thousand and nineteen. This episode uh, twenty five forty six of the Survival Podcast. It's, today we're calling today we're calling today's show "Supplements for Healthy Living" with Doctor Stephen Lewis. His wife Janet will be with us as well. Uh, I've been working on and off with Doctor Lewis one way or another for a, a very long time. I think it's about five years ago. First time he was on the show. He's worked with a lot of you guys. Uh, I've heard nothing but positive feedback on his science-based approach to uh, supplemental medicine, basically. So he focuses on nutritional supplementation, and he does that by first running a laboratory analysis uh, in a standard medical laboratory uh, that you can go to. Doesn't no matter where you are, you can work with Dr. Lewis. He's out of East Texas, near the Tyler area. Um, I've never met him face-to-face, but I've worked with him. My wife's worked with him. My friend's up in The Dakotas who have worked with him, Virginia, uh, Florida, all over Texas, couples from California, um, and those are just the ones I know of. Um, And you don't get that kind of traction with uh, an audience that's full of skeptics like this one unless you're doing something right, and he is, and it's because it's scientifically based. Today I'm going to have him on to talk about um, supplements in general. Now, all supplements we're going to talk about are things that he does recommend and has his own versions of, but we're going to be talking about it from an informational standpoint to get a better understanding of why we even need supplements. In a perfect world, we wouldn't need supplements, but we live far from a perfect world. Uh, we'll talk all about, about all of that and more in just a moment. Before we do, let's hear from our two sponsors of the day. Sponsor of the day, number one today, is KnifeKits.com. A knife is an ancient tool been around for as long as man figured out how to take a piece of bone or a piece of rock and break it away to make it sharp um, but you know there is a skill to making a really good knife the key with KnifeKits.com is a lot of the work's already been done for you in their kit knives and that's a place to start and if you progress from there you can get awesome raw materials i'm talking like Mammoth Tusk Ivory. You can get, um, Damascus Steel. You can get Buffalo Horn. If you can think of it, they have it. Check them out today at knifekits.com. Next up today is the Free State Project. I have really probably not dedicated any, as much effort as I have to the Free State Project as I have to any other organization. I, I, I can't think of another organization that I've, I've put as much of my effort and time and money behind especially one that I don't directly derive any direct benefit from. I'm not going to move to New Hampshire. It's not in the cards for me, and honestly, if we did leave Texas, there's other places we'd probably go. Uh, I don't see myself living in the the frozen north ever again, but I get why they picked New Hampshire. It's because of the size of the government relative to the population. They've made amazing strides with over 20,000 people who have either moved or pledged to move to New Hampshire to drag New Hampshire, kicking and screaming, into the freest state in the nation. And we do derive a benefit. When any state in our republic does something, and you prove that it can be done without the world ending, because that's what everybody says, oh my God, what's going to happen, that type of thing. Um, You give the citizens of other states something to point to. Well, they did this here, and nothing terrible happened. You see where I'm going with that? I have spoken... At three of their Liberty Forum events, I've keynoted for them twice. I have donated ad space to them. I have um, uh, donated money to them. I I have to believe in an organization an awful lot to do all that. And If you check out what they've got going on, by going to fsp.org forward slash join, you'll see why. I'm so excited about the work they're doing at the Free State Project. And before I bring uh, Dr. Lewis and Janet on, I wanted you to know there is a point in this interview for about 10 minutes where we have some pretty uh, rough background noise on their side, and we finally figured that out, and it does go away. So if you get to that point, you're like, man, I just – if you have to fast-forward through it, but just know if you tough it out, it'll, it'll go away. With that, let's go ahead and get on into our interview today. I'd like to introduce uh, right now our special guest, uh, Dr. Stephen Lewis, and I believe his wife, Janet Lewis, is with him as well. Hey, guys, welcome to the Survival Podcast.
0: Thank you. That's good to be here, always.
1: Um, I've had you on, I think, three or four times now. I know a lot of my people do work with you, Um, but before we get into today's subject, we're going to be talking mostly about supplements today and some other things to do with keto in general. Uh, digestive health is kind of the agenda I have for you. This is this is fun for me. By the way, guys out there listening, usually I bring a guest on, they set up an agenda, they know exactly what they're talking about. I get to play kind of devil's advocate today and jack around with Dr. Lewis here and, and, and not have him know everything he's going to talk about today. But I think we'll get through that. Before we do, though, um, tell people a little bit about yourself, Dr. Lewis, like your background and uh, how you got into doing what you're doing and what makes your approach to... Uh, health and nutrition may be different than other people in the space.
0: Well, you know, I, I got hung up on the jack around with Dr. Lewis. I, you know, I've got an <laughs> ex-wife. You can't hurt me, Jack. <laughs> uh, what do we do? You know, I'm a chiropractor by, you know, by training. Uh, I've always loved the nutritional part of it. Um, I just see a world that's pretty unhealthy. And so Janet and I kind of geared ourselves toward nutritional supplementation, which, which co- coincides with what you teach about GMOs and, you know, how to build the soil. And, and it's because we have such bad crops and poor nutrient density. So this works real well. Blood work doesn't tell us everything we need to know, but it sure does take out a lot of the guesswork. And then we
2: use pharmaceutical grade nutritional
0: supplements to
1: shore up the
2: weaknesses we find on lab
1: work. And, I mean, just could you maybe say a little bit more before we, we get, go on here about the importance of the lab work? Because, to me, I've always found it interesting when you have a prote- practitioner of any kind. I don't care if they're a, an MD. I don't care if they are, you know, up in the Northwest we have actual NDs that are certified, an herbalist, a certified nutritionist, a chiropractor. When somebody starts putting people onto large numbers of supplements – Uh, specifically with uh, macro and micronutrients and things, minerals, with no idea what they're deficient in. That's always been kind of odd to me. And then when I met you, you have a way different approach where you actually know what somebody might be deficient in. Kind of talk about that real quick.
0: Well, you know, we could even do more blood work that goes, you know, more into the minerals. Uh but I tell people if you just throw in a good multi mineral or a good multivitamin slash multi mineral, you, you pretty much have it covered and then you can tell more by the patterns, you know, like uh what are the patterns between your different types of white blood cells? So yeah, there's a lot goes into it, and the older I get, the more I realize I don't know, so I'm studying harder and learning more. Our learning curve is just incredible. Um, I'm just thrilled.
2: Well, and on the lab, you know, people get lab, but unless things or items on that are obviously flagged, they're generally not looked at as a problem. And I guess for us, the difference is we're looking at the parameters because As America gets sicker and fatter as a nation, those parameters are getting larger of where it falls into a normal range. And we're looking for optimal ranges on the lab. So the products we use help shore up the weaknesses we see in the lab work and then make you feel better, which is usually a variety of products.
1: Yeah, I think Dr. Lewis has said that it's like when your doctor looks at your labs for your minerals and vitamins and stuff, if they even look... Normal to them is the average, so that 's everybody standing in the line at the state fair waiting on a fried turkey leg uh, and that 's the average of that, and that makes you know a lot of sense that maybe the average isn 't enough. The other things like as i 've been you know researching myself i 've learned things like you 're probably never going to see anybody with a really low magnesium level in a test because if the magnesium level in the blood goes low, you like die. So the body will literally harvest magnesium out of your bones or what have you. But like you say, in addition to the lab work, you can also look at the patterns and what issues the person has and say, you know, this is kind of a magnesium thing. So I think it's a combination of a lot of things like this. the test isn't everything, but it's a good baseline. And it's one of the things I've really appreciated about your approach. And I know, like I said, a lot of my listeners do work with you. Let's start out with just some of the, the, the common things that you uh, put people on or suggest that they take. Let's start out with a multivitamin. Now, the common objection you hear, you hear this from doctors, too, by the way. A person that eats a well-balanced diet doesn't need a multivitamin. They're buying expensive urine. So explain why that's not exactly true.
0: Well, I, I, I call BS on that one. But <laughs> if you have a doctor that says you can get it, everything you need out of your diet, you need to run like hell because either he's an idiot or he doesn't read his own research. And I've been guilty of that, too. As far as the expensive urine, it's like... Well, I had a $42 ribeye steak, so I guess I had expensive <laughs> excrement, too. <so. laughs> but your body's going to take what it needs out of, and we have such a growing number of malabsorption problems. It's very necessary and very appropriate to go way, way beyond RDA, which is just barely enough to keep you from having some disease. Uh, far As far as the multivitamin, there's just so... There's so many combinations, but, you know, we go to the gold quality, the gold standard, and what that means is the individual things that go into the multivitamin is tested, third-party. Uh, when they put it together, it's tested, and when it's at expiration date, it's tested. So a good multi should cover, you know, most most of the vitamins and, and, and most of the minerals, although some of the minerals take up so much real estate that you can't get a lot of that in, like calcium and magnesium. But... Here's what people don't realize is they say, but I'm taking B12. Yeah. Is it cyanocobalamin or methylcobalamin? It's not going to absorb if it's cyanocobalamin. Like some of these energy drinks, they'll put in B12 and taurine. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're not going to absorb it. And then it acts like a toxin. And so it's got to be the right forms. And in our multi, for example, we have folate. But it has to be because there's so many people that have what's called a genetic SNP, that's single nucleotide polymorphism, and I'm not a geneticist. That's way above my head. But it's got to be the 5-MTHF form because if you have that genetic break, which some researchers say that's 20, 50, or 80% of all of us, you can't utilize B6 and B12 unless you have the right kind of uh, folic acid, so we have that. We have the uh, the minerals are chelated. Like you can't put in magnesium oxide and expect it to absorb very much of it at all. That's and that's why brand matters. It has to be of magnesium citrate or mag- magnesium glycinate chelated to the amino acids. We use the higher forms of it. It's like, yeah, I can tell the difference when I take a yucky one versus a good one. But Boy, it gets more rounded. It just takes care of the stuff you're not going to get out of your diet. It covers the sand, so to speak.
1: Well, you know, you, you uh, consistently bring up soil health when we talk about this. And there's an analogy there that, that that's quite applicable. Um, when I moved onto this property, for instance, every single piece of vegetation showed signs of calcium deficiency. Yeah. Now, anybody that's been here... <laughs> and has looked at the rock on my place, would say that makes no sense. There's there's enough calcium in a tablespoon of my soil to provide all the calcium a plant could need for 20 years because they don't really use that much. But right. they can't get it. They can't get it without the biology coexisting with it. The, the, there are microorganisms that make that available. And when I when I listen to what you're saying there, it makes a lot of sense to me that if we're going to rely on a supplement instead of, let's say, vegetation to get minerals or vitamins that if they're in the wrong form much like the plant can be literally sitting on top of a calcium based slab and be calcium deficient you'd be taking all the oyster shell you want it says calcium, it's not lying but you're probably not going to get very much of it into your body
0: you know that's that's the best point too and you can get a little bit of, of the calcium carbonate but not much and that's why people in West Texas have healthier bones than, say, over here in East Texas. But that's after drinking the water, you know, leaching through the calcium for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. And one of the big tricks that people say they research things, but you kind of have to separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, because you know how they made an aspirin a day real popular? Yeah. Yeah studies said it, it did nothing for heart health but bare aspirin in their infinite wisdom put in fifteen milligrams of magnesium oxide. That's not even a good magnesium, but it made the heart health look better. And the other thing they don't really tell you, and it wasn't in the summary of the research, but they also had these people on beta carotene because that was an antioxidant that helped decrease cholesterol deposition. Bare aspirin didn't tell you that because they want to sell a few billion aspirin per day.
1: Hmm. They also came out with an ad right after that information came out and basically said, well, you should still do it. That was their ad. Their ad was basically, yeah, but you should still do it. And when I saw that, I was like, not only will they say anything, but I am to the point now I think that the majority of Americans will believe anything. And so we're obviously talking to the the, the minority today. But, um, yeah, be careful with what you hear on TV. Let's talk a little bit about blood pressure. You have a supplement you call BP support. Yeah. What exactly is in that and how does it work? Because you talk about making money. Boy, I'll tell you what. I don't think that the pharmaceutical companies want to actually have Americans naturally lower their blood pressure. It's probably one of the largest profit centers Uh, on the planet today, and there are people that are on three or four different medications just for blood pressure. I have a good friend that I believe died died in his early 40s, and I don't think high blood pressure killed him. I think high blood pressure medication killed him because he went on and off of it, and he would have probably been better off not doing anything. I'm not saying leave high blood pressure alone, but man, I mean, I have seen the complications of people that go on and off the meds.
0: You know, sometimes your wisdom amazes me at, at one thing. You know, I'm a chiropractor. I'm not an MD, and I, I love them, but it's when they start giving you, like, lisinopril or, or whatever and lower your blood pressure so much, have you ever thought about, well, with lower pressure, you're not getting the blood into the capillaries where they belong? <clears throat> it doesn't perfuse to the places that you need, so you have to go to the underlying cause. And, you yeah, know, the, the BP support is, you know, some pretty awesome stuff. It has citrulline in it. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about it because almost every man knows about arginine. It causes nitrous oxide and it lowers blood pressure and has a tendency to get more blood into the outlying areas and give men better erections. So that's arginine, but the BP support has citrulline in it and another amino acid where arginine just, boom, it hits it and then it's gone. Citrulline hangs around for, I think it's 12 or 13 times longer. So citrulline is an unsung hero. Sounds like a
2: watch-out women kind of thing.
0: Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, you know, and then it's got the grapeseed extract, which is a pretty super antioxidant, which we all need because of the oxidative stress. And then the uh, the quercetin, quercetin, how you want to pronounce it, that is an incredible, like, oh, my God, antioxidant. It does so many different things. Uh, on most people... Blood pressure will go down within just a few weeks, to maybe maybe a few months, possibly, but usually almost always pretty pretty quickly. So, the quercetin, quercetin, ever how you want to pronounce it, uh, it reduces the free radicals. It, like you know stuff like from pollution, smoke, radiation, chemicals, reduces inflammation. Uh, actually, it's been studied to decrease neurological diseases and reduces your risk of cancer. That's why I take it. I take a lot of it, but it's in the BP support as well as the fusidin bromelain.
1: So I was just going to ask you about that later. So let's go ahead and talk about the bromelain uh, up up front, and then we'll go on to something else I want to ask you about.
0: Well, bromelain, it's it's a pineapple enzyme, and you you know there's a few people that do have true allergies to pineapple and can't take it. But if you take it on a imp- relatively empty stomach, it goes out and helps to digest uh, different types of inflammation. The research they do most of it on animal models, but it's usually mice or rats. Uh, it helps with cancer inflammation and tumor growth. Now I'm not I'm not saying we're treating cancer with that because that would be stupid, but. If you can throw something in to let your body's own tumor necrosis factors, you know, get better and get kicked into high gear with just taking brawling, that'd be a good thing. So it fights inflammation. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's another study that says it's treating inflammatory bowel diseases, and how common is that getting to be? More and more in younger and younger people. <coughs> So that, that's why I push, you know, I push that. I push other, you know, the digestive enzymes. That gets pretty deep into trying to digest everything.
1: <clears throat> so um, let's talk a little bit about probiotics. I know that's another thing that you're big into, and beyond just products that address that issue, can you talk maybe a little bit about the issue itself, like why we are in a, uh, a situation now where people don't have the uh, probiotic bacteria in their digestive uh, gut that they're supposed to
0: well you get the challenge of chloride and bromine and fluoride that alter that there there's plenty of research that would point to GMOs uh, causing the probiotics not to be able to live like it should and then you've got the glyphosate of course you know that um, it's what they're doing chemically to our world sucks and you're getting more and more challenges to the probiotics. And so I tell people, I'm not sure it really ever colonizes in the gut like it should because of the everyday challenges, the pollution from say diesel fumes. You know, there's research done on that. Uh, the plastics, you know, they leach out and outgas, you know, out of your carpet and your paint and linoleum, things like that. So. I think they do a good job, and there's different ones. We've uh, recently gotten some that really do an incredible job, we got some that actually are helping people lose weight, which amazed me. I lost about eight pounds the first couple of weeks, and it's like, yeah, okay. I didn't believe it, but it worked. And um, they help with stress. They help with anxiety, and there's different ones that do that. We've We've got some that help clean up the urinary tract. I don't know what it is about East Texas, but within about a hundred mile radius of Longview, we have more urinary tract infections of so anybody I see all over the country. I don't know why that is. There may be something in our environment, but that uh, urinary tract defense or UT defense has done a good job. And I think the kombucha, you know, one of your followers, Big John, brought me some kombucha. And, uh man, it's growing like crazy and uh he, he's taught me how to do kombucha. That's a good thing. So I think people should make their own sauerkraut and do their kombucha and all those fermented things. But I still think you need to throw in a couple of probiotic capsules just to, you know, as insurance.
1: Well, and I think if we uh, look at like Dr. Price's research, like one of the things he figured out was that every single indigenous culture had some, some form of a probiotic based fermented food. Every single one of us. Yes. Like there was not a single one that didn't have something like that. And when you look back at how our, you know, our, our not even that, our ancestors are stretching it because, I mean, this guy did his work about 100 years ago. Uh, but right. if you look at how humans lived up at least, to say, up until 100 years ago, going back to when humans figured, like, how to actually do stuff out, if they did something all that period of time, then we are probably genetically predisposed to it. And it's amazing that today we have people that are literally getting fecal implants to restore <laughs> gut biome. I mean, how far have you fallen when you are actually paying a paying a doctor to insert poop into your, your colon? Because that's, that, that's what's going on today. And I think one of the things, and I know you're hot on this too, that is a big cause of it is a lot of the artificial sweeteners. Now, I'm not an artificial sweetener Nazi. I believe things like stevia you know, are not really an issue, but... A lot of the stuff that's in most of the commercial so-called sugar-free products like sulacrose, et cetera, have just a devastating effect on uh, gut flora. You add that to, you know, the average person probably having at least one course of antibiotics a year because we antibiotic everything today. And it's kind of surprising that we don't actually have a bigger problem from this.
0: I think I think that's a good way of looking at it, and that, that's why I say, oh, they're challenged. Just throw them in there. Learn to ferment your own food. Uh, some of them smell really, really interesting. Uh, some of the Asian fermented stuff is pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, it, it's always a smart thing to do. And if I forget it, Janet makes sure that she reminds me. because it makes a difference in my mood. You know, if I get a little bit uh, agitated or irritated. And you know, we've got one specifically for gut-brain axis, and, and it helps seal leaky gut. We're getting incredible results with kids that have autism because they have a decreased detoxification pathways. And she will give me a packet of that. And, you know, 30 minutes, an hour later, I have more energy. I feel good mentally, and it's like, it's amazing what those little bugs can do with attitude. But they help create the serotonin and the GABA, you know uh, the dopamine you know those happy hormones so it's just a really cheap easy way and healthy way to get high so to speak that's that's one of the ones we gave our granddaughter Um, she was she's
2: five and she's been kicked out of five daycares in our town we ran out of daycares for her to go to because (laughs) she had a lot of uh, behavior ADHD type problems and we put her on this probiotic that Dr. Lewis is talking about and um she now gets gold stars at school. Good behavior every day. Every day. Yeah. Her mother's like, I, I, I don't know what's doing it. She goes, but I'm not running out of this. So the probiotics very much so because, you know, the kids are eating those sugary cereals before they go to school, sweetened with the things you say. So they, their little brains are on fire.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, now this is where I'll pull one from left field that we had no – no part of our outline. So we'll see how this works out. Um, I've recently started to learn more about um, something called prebiotic soluble fiber, yes. which is fiber that the body cannot digest until it gets into the lower intestine. Um, I've heard you know you know me with keto and all, so I've had some debates with people about well, fiber is going to spike your blood sugar. And it's like well, maybe, but not for like eighteen hours because. You cannot, like, it goes in your stomach and your small intestine. Your body's like, I don't know. I can't, I can't help you. And it gets down into the lower intestine. And that's where this, these gut bacteria will break that down and release short chain fatty acids. Um, yep. but that's, I just sounded really smart, but that's it. That's all <laughs> I know. So is there anything you could add to that?
0: You know, that's interesting. I, <clears throat> I like it when you get off. Uh, the outline because I couldn't follow one anyway but uh, yeah people come in and say do you have probiotics with inulin and my answer is yes but have you ever heard of somebody that takes probiotics and they said, well it made me belch bloat and have gas and I hear that all the time it's like well you don't need the inulin because you have SIBO small intestine bacterial overgrowth so again we're working on a product Without the inulin, and I tell people, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords just to try to get you to buy stuff that you don't necessarily need to. But uh, you need you need kind of really to kill bacteria, kill the yeast. That that's really good. Uh, that's why we private labeled a lot of stuff because you know sometimes. I don't know, the quality varies so much out there. It's just kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to say marine type words, but. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I, inulin's great, but if you just eat enough fiber, almost always that'll take care of itself because you can get, <clears throat> um, you know, soluble and insoluble fiber. It's yeah, I was
1: coming diet. at it more from a from a standpoint of actually dietary um prebiotic fiber soluble fiber like you mentioned inulin like one of the things i grow here and we're trying to keep carbohydrates down you know one of the things that goes away is potatoes but i grow a thing here called uh, ground nuts or apis americana and uh you know most of the carb that's in that is in the form of inulin you know and that lets you eat three or four ounces of these things roasted as a potato substitute and if at the same time you're actually feeding your gut flora that doesn't seem like it could possibly be a bad thing
0: you know, I think some people carry it to the nth degree and they overthink things and they create more stress than just eating the dadgum thing. You know, I'm more like, Hey, let's go, let's be happy. you know, okay, I'll eat a little bit of potato here and there, but you know, you, you get all kinds of the right kind of fibers. If you're eating the artichokes, the asparagus, you know, the broccoli, the cauliflower, you know, that kind of stuff is really good for you. But People overthink, and that's why I tell them, yeah, inulin's important, but don't get sold by a buzzword. And and there's a lot of that in the industry going on, and I try to offset that and get people to think for themselves. And that's why I like you. It's like, yeah, you throw it out of left field and you make people think because you (laughs) make them get outside that circle.
1: So let's move on to um, something else. We're kind of like in that whole digestive world, world, so... Digestive enzymes. Now, I think a lot of people would think, well, isn't that what a probiotic is? And not really. So what issues are created by a lack of digestive enzymes, and, and, and what can be done from that from a, like a supplement level standpoint?
0: Well, I always look at the chloride, and <clears throat> the chloride should be about a 102 or more. And I think one of the reasons that we have such horrible low hydrochloric acid that people think is too much because it will cause gas belching, bloating, uh, acid reflux i think it's because they poo-pooed salt for so long there's nothing wrong with salt but you want you know the celtic celtic salt the uh, pink himalayan salt and no digestive enzymes are different than probiotics even though some of what they do kind of overlaps and you know the one i like the most and we have several here but it has uh, eight times concentrated pancreatin the pancreas gets overlooked but you know that's like amylase and lipase and you know, lipase you need a lot of to eat to you know, digest the fat uh, betaine hydrochloric acid that's the one that almost is all, all most people is kind of low just because you don't eat enough salt to have the chloride to make the hydrochloric acid and I tell people the symptoms are the same. It's almost always low. You need high acid. That's why a dog can eat all kinds of nasty stuff and be healthy, and that's why a buzzard can eat anything, because their hydrochloric acid is so much stronger than what we have. So, you know, we do that. The one I like the most has desiccated ox bile in it. So, you know, there goes, oh, you're beginning, if you're taking ox bile, you're going to break down the fats and the proteins. You're going to probably break down the cholesterol, form stones in your liver and gallbladder, too. So Huge for people that don't have a gallbladder, too. Yeah. And then again, it's got the bromelain and the papain in it. I'm a big fan of bromelain, too, but the ox bile is critical. I would not take one without ox bile, unless you're a vegan, and then you're not going to need it, but you're... I won't go down that
1: road. No, you're gonna want to kill yourself if you're a vegan sooner or later. You're just gonna jump. I'm telling you, it's just (laughs) gonna it's gonna wear you out. You're either gonna eat the meat or you're gonna jump off of something. Uh, I just defended all the vegans in my audience, all four of them. Anyway, so oh yeah, so uh, a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is relatively new. Some of it's pretty cutting edge, but something we've known about for a really long time. Because I can remember my grandfather taking fish oil when I was a kid, and we've known there's beneficials. Uh, beneficial benefit from fish oil for that's a long time. That's 35 years ago. But that seems to be a place where a lot of supplements really like it is fish oil, but maybe it's not fish oil you should be taking. Like, this is a, a, a place where there's a lot of basically rancid product out there. Can you talk about one, the importance of using fish oil in your diet? Why is it important? Why does it even matter? And then two, you know, what happens to product that's not properly taken care of? Yeah, there are a
0: lot of bad officials out there. But the, the importance of taking it is because, uh, you know, there's a lot of known benefits for cardiovascular health. You know, I have a tendency toward high blood pressure, and, you know, I, I take it for that. But it also helps rebuild the brain, the, the especially the DHA. But the EPAs are very, very anti-inflammatory, and that helps with the uh, inflammatory omega-6s or 9s. Um, it actually helps mood. That's one of the things that helped my granddaughter. And it helps mental focus. And we do have a new special one that has something in it called GPC, which is one of the super cholines, which is a brain booster. Any pregnant woman should be taking it or anybody that's older and has a tendency toward dementia should be taking it. And my memory is really good anyway, but the last few months I've noticed that it's gotten better, much more acute. And Janet says, well, I've been slipping that in your drink in the morning and you didn't know it. Uh, Visual acuity, joint comfort. I mean, it's so anti-inflammatory. And so, that being said, the reason it's super important to take omega-3s is because glyphosate takes the place of glycine, one of the amino acids, And makes our cell walls very, very rigid. So not only can it not get nutrition in, it can't get the waste products out of the cell. And so that's why a lot of our stuff is um, chelated with glyphosate or, or with glycine to offset the glyphosate. But when you start putting in high amounts of good fish oil, it begins to soften that cell membrane. So it's more able to, say, take the insulin in. We have a whole plague of people that are insulin resistant. So visual is the most effective way to do that. There's uh, Most of them are rancid. People say, well, it comes from Sweden or Norway, but they don't know it's really shipped from Central and South America, and then they have to run a bunch of chemicals through it so you don't notice the rancidity of it. and they create stuff called long-chain fatty acids. You know, you were talking about uh, the fatty acids before with the probiotics. So it's just uh, it's kind of a shortcut to being anti-inflammatory.
1: And, I mean, I think one of the things that we really need to understand there is it's, it's very difficult for the average American to, in their daily diet, get as much of those omega-3s as they should. Uh, there's a big push, and I am, I am pushing the, the, the mob as hard as I can grass-fed meat in this country but i think it's it's a it's a a wonderful fiction that if we just had grass-fed beef we'd all get our omega-3s because even in the best grass-fed beef that omega-6 omega-3 ratio is a little better but it pales in comparison to a piece of mackerel or a piece of salmon or a sardine like it's not even close it's not even in the same ballpark right it's like you know, college baseball versus MLB. It's that far apart. And so I, I just don't see the average person getting enough meals of the kind of fish that are safe to get enough meals of. Because if you're getting your meals of, like, king mackerel or uh, tuna, the fish we all like to eat, you know, black, fin, black tip shark or something, they've got mercury issues. Like, So most people aren't like me. I, I could eat a can of sardines a day. I really could. I'm happy to. Most people are never going to do that. So the only place I know to easily get those omega-3s in enough to offset the ratio of our diets is fish oil. I mean, is there, is there even really another source?
0: Uh, oh Maybe creel, but some people will say, but I take flaxseed oil, you know, and it's organic. I said, well, that's really good, but at best, you can only convert 5% of flaxseed oil to omega-3s. Well, why don't you just let the fish livers? Do the work for you. Get the fish oil, get the cod liver oil, and there there is a problem with it being you know pretty polluted. But uh, you know these are very you know high tech distilled. Even though the ones we get come out of the coast of Chile, which is the least polluted coast, which that actually surprised me. I thought it all came from Sweden and Norway, but ours comes off the coast of Chile. But they still have to distill it.
1: Great. Um, So let's move on then and talk a little bit about vitamin D. And vitamin D is something most people probably don't get enough of. I mean, I know when I did my blood work with you, my first words out of my mouth, I looked at my D level being low, is like, but I'm outside all the time. And you said, (laughs) I hear that from everybody. And uh, so we do convert, you know, sunlight into D, but I guess we don't get enough of it. But I had really not encountered the idea of uh, including K with D. And can you talk about why that's important?
0: Yeah, and, and I do hear that all day. I heard that from a guy in Florida yesterday. But I'm out in the sun all the time. Well, the best I've ever seen is 42 with sun exposure. And people say, well, that's in the range of 30 to 100. I said, well, that's not a good range. You need, I think, 50 bare minimum, just barely adequate. Uh, one of the reasons we don't convert sunlight to vitamin D is of all, the people that have low cholesterol on statin drugs, you have to have cholesterol for the conversion. But secondly, we're so blooming full of toxins, that interferes with it. And that's why we got little men that are more feminine and little girls that develop faster. But the K is incredibly important. It has not gotten the press that it needs. Um, D, for example, will mobilize calcium. That's like the bellhop or whatever they are. They get you in the luggage out of the car, takes you to the hotel lobby. But if you don't have K to take you and the luggage, or in this case calcium, if you don't have K, nobody goes to the room, the luggage doesn't go to the room. And so that's why we do the D two or D three with K two is because it keeps the calcium out of the coronary arteries. I'm, I'm, I'm on a big kick of heart health and high blood pressure because I'm having to get mine down for insurance physical. But the K works, and I know it works, and I tell people, get a coronary calcium score. They do it very, very cheaply just to keep the machines running. And when I had my coronary calcium score to see how calcified my arteries were, they said, if you scored a six, that's enough to be a two-year-old toddler, so quit worrying about your heart. <clears throat> K's the one that does that work.
1: And uh, what about? Let's see another one here that I, I know that you work with a lot is uh, carnitine, and that is something that's pretty big in the keto space as well.
0: I love acetyl L-carnitine. I mean, it's good for all sorts of things. It's uh, it's good for brain health, you know, because of the acetyl pathway. It's good for loosening the joints. It's good for getting the toxins out of the joints it's really really good for heart health it's good for cognitive function and memory which is one reason i take it it's really good for people that have scarring diseases you know what like the scleroderma or the guys that have Peronis disease and you know that's a terrible one i got several patients that have that i put them on carnitine and vitamin a and uh, they can stretch the scar tissue out and have much much better sexual function but acetyl-L carnitine is a good one. That's one of the ones that I keep here, and I use it really, really quite often. I use it personally, too. It's like, well, I take half the store anyway, but that's why I'm so young and good-looking, right?
1: (laughs) I'll I'll defer to Janet on that one.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, well, that's what a DJ said. She's too pretty for you. She's too this and that. I said, I'm a good salesman. This is on a live radio show. Janet said, Dr. Lewis wasn't a good salesman. I was drunk when I said yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get, you know, when you defer to Janet. But <laughs> acetyl the carnitine is great for brain nerves and, and just metabolic, metabolic function also, you know, like uh, glucose support, that kind of stuff.
1: So now something I learned about from you that I, I didn't even know this existed. It's apparently it's been around forever. Um, Natokinesis what what exactly is that it's a it's it's a byproduct of uh, soy fermentation if i remember right
0: yeah even though i'm not a big fan of soy uh, the natto does a really good job it's uh you've got little things in your blood called fibrin you know kind of like a fibrous tissue and that's why when you cut yourself you can clot and stop bleeding but because of our society we're not really getting our toxins out fast enough um you create too much fibrin and so you get thick blood and then it's like well your heart has to pump harder you know like your your car pumping 90 weight oil instead of 30 weight so it puts pressure on the heart so if you thin the blood with the natto it, it does really really good it it uh increases some called plasmin but And it has to do with different enzymes, like I think it's three thousand different enzymes. I take it for heart health and I keep that C reactive protein low, which is something I always check on people that do the lab. Um the enzymes tend to decrease with age and so this natto just kind of fills the bill and kind of makes your blood, you know, more like it was when you're twenty. When you cut yourself you bleed more freely. You still will clot. You know, you won't bleed to death, but you're less likely to clot, go to the brain or the lungs or the heart. So it's really super good. And the other thing I use Natto for, you know, we have a lot of stealth pathogens like virus, yeast, fungus, and sometimes amoeba and bacteria. Natto actually somehow with all this different enzyme activity takes the protective sheath off these viruses, yeast and fungus, so that the body says, wow, all of a sudden you're exposed and now I can throw out uh, the body's defenses and kill these things. So people that have chronic uh, autoimmune diseases or too much yeast going on, natto is just kick butt good stuff.
1: So can, can you maybe just talk a little bit about what led you to, to this approach. I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of chiropractors over the years, one way or another, and it, it, they always do focus way more on health than um, a typical MD, but not to the level that you do, not to the level of really digging into scientific level of analysis with laboratory results. Uh, and certainly not the broad understanding and knowledge of all these different things that are available to us. Uh, what, made you go there in the first place? Because I know we had you on a bunch of times. We've never really talked about that.
2: Well, he's he's gaining his uh, breath to tell you the story. There's a couple of things that he'll tell you. That, uh, the main one that pushed him over the top was my hysterectomy because of all of the medical approach that we did that... Um, I was getting sicker and fatter after I had it done. And it led him to go ahead with doing the functional medicine part of it. You know, he was doing chiropractic, but always doing nutrition. That's when we kind of really took off. But I will let him tell you now that he's got his composure back about why he started it to to start with.
0: Because when I was 15, uh, my daddy had ulcerative colitis you know, IBS, whatever. And he went from doctor to doctor to doctor and nothing worked. And, um, the doctor, the last doctor that treated him says, well, maybe we gave him too much cortisone and facilitated the heart attack, you know, or might've helped to create that. And he died when he was 53 and I was 15 and had to step up and become a man. Um, when you see something like that, it's like, you know, that's bull. Um, there's a way to get well and I'm not against medicine. I love medicine. They've saved my ass more than once, but, um, he died from something that I'm fixing on all kinds of people now. And we've got some super specialized things that we've we've got one product that's cost in the 70 something dollar a month range and people say well that's pretty expensive i said yep the medical profession uses the exact same thing for 450 to 1250 dollars a month and it seals leaky gut and it's a bovine derived immunoglobulin and uh so yeah okay that that was a big motivating factor and the other thing is i've got a horrible texas draw, and i think maybe I didn't think I was very smart, so I have to overcompensate. I think a lot of it's overcompensation because I think i got to be more knowledgeable than the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. I love getting people that nobody has fixed. Not that I fix everybody, but when you take other failures and you fix them, it's kind of a pat on the back. So, yeah, okay, I'm I'm floating my own boat there. Uh, You know, sometimes we work real hard just to, Overcome our ill perceived inadequacies. So that's why I try to be good and that's why I read, 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 read research. And I'm not talking about internet opinions. You know, people say, I've been reading, I've been researching. Internet opinions, bullshit. Uh, Sorry. Uh, You got to read the real research. And just like that bear aspirin study, you got to know when to throw stuff out because sometimes in their little summary, they leave out the part that you know, could unravel the whole study. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff you've got to recognize as bull and chunk it. And, and I don't know. Maybe I'm overcompensating because I thought I was insecure because my daddy died early. So, but man, it's amazing when people say, and I've gotten a lot of it this week. They say, "Oh my God, you fixed my kid," and "Oh my God, autism went away." And it's like, well, I don't even treat that. I just throw in these nutrients and let the body do its own work. It's not me that's great, grand, and glorious. It's your body's wisdom that's doing it. You just needed something to work with. So I don't take a lot of credit, but uh, I, I think that's why I try to go beyond you know, what most people do.
1: I think one of the big problems we have is not just laymen, but doctors read study synopsis and don't read the study And don't even bother to understand the methodology used in the study. And then if the study gives them the answer they wanted, then the study is definitive. And if the study gives them the answer they didn't want, then it's bunk, right? And and to me, this this is what I have to have done for me to change my opinion on something that is nutritional or medical when it comes to from a study alone doing it. First, I have to read the entire study. If I have to use Google 37 times to Google words, I don't know. I will. I, I need to read the entire thing I need right. to be able to say the methodology to me makes sense and I, then I need to understand the conclusion drawn from it then I need someone to, to, to actually use the scientific method and to redo that study somewhere else and get a repeatable result until I have that all I have is a claim of bullshit even if I agree with it and I, you correct me if I'm wrong you're more of a scientist than me But isn't that actually the scientific method that we were taught in fifth grade? Like, isn't that actually how we're supposed to scientifically evaluate something? Because I've been, as I've been going through keto, you know what I get every day is 20 people telling me I'm going to die from heart disease and or cancer because I'm eating fat. And no one's been able to show me a study, even though there's thousands of them, supposedly, that shows an increased intake of good quality dietary fat in the absence of high carbohydrates having a leak linked to heart disease. Not one. I've had a $100 bet out with an audience here of over 200,000 people for like 100 days, and no one's gotten my money yet. But everybody knows, right? And that's like, we've become a society where everybody knows, but nobody knows jack shit. I'm sorry to put it that way, but that's that's how I feel at this point.
0: You know, I agree with you on some of those things. I do not agree I'm a better scientist than you, and I think you're (laughs) more broadly intelligent than me, and you certainly think much more quickly. I'm very slow and methodical in my thinking. That's why Janet gives me so much brain stuff that works. But, you know, science is supposed to be repeatable. Look, aspirin was discovered, so to speak, in 1895. They don't even know why it works yet. So there's not much science in medicine, which should be repeatable time after time. There's not much science in chiropractic either. Most healing comes from good intentions. And and whether it's a medical doctor, chiropractor, naturopath, whatever, I think their intentions and their expectations, and, and especially the expectation of the patient goes into that because your faith can heal you just as fast as anything else. But we've gotten into the society of too much information, not enough knowledge, and not enough wisdom. That people have ideas, but they're not right. They're not based on solid evidence. And yeah, I I try to be nice about the way I talk, but I call BS on that one too. It's like most of us don't know deadly squat. And you know, you you show me something that works, yes. And and the way Janet and I approach this. It doesn't work on everybody, but it works on such a large majority of people. I just look up into the heavens and say, thank you very much. This is a a great day.
1: You know, uh, here's as we get ready to wrap up. I, I will tell you that I have heard from dozens and dozens of people in this audience that have worked with you. And I've heard like one of the best compliments that could ever be given to somebody that I've allowed, you know, access to my community I've heard it's more men than women that come to me, but it's more women than men that are converted into belief. Then I have guys that are like, you know, my wife thought I was wasting my time with you guys at TSP and listening to this podcast and all my little projects in the backyard and stuff and giving you 50 bucks a year for MSB. But then I got her to listen to it. It was like the first one we ever did together, guys. You know, the very first one long, long ago. And she decided, hey, I'm gonna reach out on this thing and start working with you, and now she thinks I'm a genius, right? And everything associated with TSP is good now, according to her. She never heard an episode except that one episode because of the results they've got. To me, that is an extremely strong uh, endorsement because it's a person endorsing you they didn't want to, right? And they're endorsing you because of the results they got. So, kind of as we wrap up here, if somebody does come to you and wants to start working with you, can you gotta lead them through the process of what that's like? And then tell them how they can find your website and and what have you.
2: Basically, we've tried to make it simple. You go to our website at greenwisdomhealth.com. There's a health survey tab there that you fill out. And based on your answers, it will suggest a lab panel to you. Uh, We can do lab across the United States, so you don't have to come to Texas to do that. Um, if you're not comfortable purchasing the panel, Dr. Lewis always tries to call you and talk to you because some people want to discuss their health issues first or send lab over for him to look at. Um, he, he does that as well. But uh, once they have the lab done, it takes about a week to come back, and then we set up the free consultation, the functional medicine report, and the supplement recommendation for you to take, and it's roughly about a three-month program. At the end of the three months, we retest your lab. So, you know, you can see on lab that you're making changes with the products we gave you. It's not just us saying, Hey, this is going to work. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so there's a follow up there too. So that's basically the process. That's all there is to it. If you don't like the, you know, we give you the supplement recommendations. We don't, we don't twist your arm and say, Hey, you've got to buy all this stuff. We just say, This is what we found. You do what you want.
1: And I will say, have, having worked with you, my wife has worked with you all as well, it's pretty easy. Um, one of the things I don't like about going to the doctor is the entire experience. Like, wait, you know, being there 15 minutes early to wait three hours while some kid sneezes on me or something. Um, you know, going into one of the labs to get my blood drawn was like, I walked in. They said, here's a cup, go pee in it. I went to sit back down, and honest to God, before my, my butt hit the seat, they called me back. Phlebotomist came in, drew my blood. And I went home. It took me longer to drive there than it took me to be there, and I only drove about 10 minutes. So by using the labs that you do where basically, you know, someone's paying to go in and they're actually a customer instead of the insurance company being a customer, um, man, it's, it's a pleasant, quick experience. Because yeah, unless you're a baby and you don't want to get stuck with a needle, it's no big deal. Guys, phlebotomists know what they're doing. They do it every day. Though I did get a – I got like an intern phlebotomist, but she did, she did really well. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. We always like to hear the feedback. She did forget one of the tubes. So she's like, I'm going like to, after she was done, she's like, I'm going to have to stick you. I'm like, I'm not a child. Go ahead. It's fine. It, it'll be all right. But anyway, guys, I appreciate you being on with us again. Um, again, the uh, website is Green Wisdom Health. I want to remind you guys that are MSB members. If you work with uh, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, uh, we do get a discount for MSB members. And if you, uh, If you work with them, that's probably going to cover your MSP pretty easy, just the discount that you get there. So I appreciate you guys doing that uh, for our members. I appreciate you being on the air with us today. And uh, uh, just thank you for all the help you've been to my audience over, God, I guess it's like five years, I think now.
0: Yeah, right at it. And I have to say, most of your people, I have a higher percentage of your people that stick with it and are still doing it. And I think you've drawn a bunch of people that are wise or they want to take responsibility. I like what you're doing. You're making the world a better place to live in a lot of different areas. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty one. You know, I'm a one pony show. You're doing a good job with a lot of different things. So you you have a really good audience. I've I've enjoyed
1: them very much. I appreciate both of you all. And uh, thank you for being with us today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: So good stuff from Dr. Lewis. I I really can't encourage you enough to get out and uh, consider working with him. Something I I, I wanted to bring up during the interview, but I just got sidetracked and didn't. When I was going through um, the initial part of my keto weight loss, and I started doing the videos that I did on keto, I I got a lot of questions about the keto flu, about rashes, and all different types of side effects that some people go through when they go into a low-carb diet. And specifically, uh, it seems to be more the case when they go on keto. And I had to look up what to do about it because people were asking me, but I didn't know because I didn't go through it myself. Uh, I didn't start the videos until I was well, well into it. I think I was over 20 days into it when I finally started the video. And the, the worst of those symptoms uh, come in the first, you know, two to three weeks. So I was kind of through it at that point. And I had a few little things that, 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 popped up, like I had some, some breakouts and some, and some zits, and I had some very small minor rash here and there. Um, but overall I felt great. And inevitably, when anybody would say, well, I'm having this problem or that problem or what have you, it, it came down to two things when I would look up what the solution is. And the first was drink lots of water, which I was doing. And the second would be, well, supplement this thing or supplement that thing. And, When I looked at what I was taking, and sometimes I had to read the bottle because there's lots of things in one thing, every single thing that I found that you should supplement on keto, I was already on. And I think Dr. Lewis made most of the decisions he did off of my lab work, but I also did tell him what I was doing, that I was going to go keto, and I knew that I needed to lose a lot of weight. And so he tailored it to that too. And that, that, that gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, in addition to the feedback I've heard from you guys over the years. so I also was a little bit moved, and I didn't know it was wrong at first. I thought maybe I came so far to left field, I confused him or something. I didn't realize at first it was emotional. That's why I left the long pause in there when it happened. But when I said, what brought you to wanting to do things this way? And he told the story of his father, and his father dying of something he did not have to die of. And having that happen to him when he was 15 years old. I have found that when people come from a place like that, they are driven to do things the right way. So I really consi- I really uh, encourage you guys to consider giving Green Wisdom Health and Dr. Lewis a shot uh, if you're dealing with anything in your life that you'd like to be a little bit better. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Remember, there's two ways you can support this show. One is by becoming a member. Uh, don't. Don't become a member. Next week, I'm going to have a really awesome sale on memberships. So don't do it this week you call that integrity in this place. I've i realized sometimes that I spring a sale on you and I do kind of feel bad when somebody joined like the day before. So I'm going to do a sale next week and I'm going to tell you that I'm going to probably do a regular sale and I'm probably going to do, I'm thinking Friday next week to give me time to build up to it, a lifetime membership sale. I don't sell a lot of lifetime memberships. I think I might do 10 Um, just because I realized I hadn't done any this year. And I try to like once a year open that up for, you know, some 20, 30 people, but Uh, looking at how many lifetime members I have. I kind of make that an exclusive club, and I think I'm going to do 10 lifetime members on Friday. I think I'll run the sale itself all week long, and if you buy in on the sale because you're a new member and then you buy a lifetime member, I'll refund your sale price membership for one year back because that wouldn't be fair either. Anyway, just wanted you to know that's coming. The other way you can help us do your online shopping at tspaz.com. That's T-S-P-A-Z, tspaz.com. You go there, and no matter what you buy, you you help out the Survival Podcast and the work that we do. So um, I also have a daily product that I recommend for you guys. And again, I want to apologize for my voice today. I'm still recovering from the workshop. Um, and I, I almost skipped this today, but I, I, I just felt like this is a product I wanted to bring to you guys. If you guys have listened to me a long time, you know I love things like biltong and jerky and meat snacks and stuff like that. It fits perfect with a keto or paleo lifestyle. And as I said today, I'm a huge advocate for grass-fed beef and pastured meat and stuff like that. Most of you all know that. Um, I came across a product that was highly recommended by uh, Thomas DeLauer on YouTube called Chomps. And they do grass-fed beef sticks and grass-fed venison sticks and grass-fed turkey sticks. Now, they, they kind of look like a Slim Jim. Uh unlike the Macho Man Savage, I am not a fan of the Slim Jim. Uh, they are garbage. I think their highest use is cut into tiny pieces and used for bait for like bluegills. Uh, they're pretty good sunfish bait, perch bait, brim bait, depending on where you live, what you call them. Um, but I, I do not consider a Slim Jim human food. Uh, these things are nothing like a Slim Jim. The ones I've featured on the website today are grass-fed black pepper venison sticks. Now, you can't sell wild game as in game like I would hunt as a licensed hunter. So when you see a venison product for sale in the United States, it's from farmed venison. Uh, Generally, it's red deer uh, is what they do, stags. And uh, I I would venture that's what this is. Um, But it is all grass-fed. And all their beef is grass-fed. And all their turkey is pastured free-range. The taste of these things is phenomenal. Ten of them are a little over twenty bucks, so they cost more than a slim gym, but there's a reason they also store for about a year, so you can practice eat what you store, store what you eat, get a good uh, omega three profile like we talked about today, a good amount of fat, a really good snack, and you know if you don't sit down and eat the whole box. If you limit this to something like you have like when you're on the run and you need a snack or you know you give yourself as a treat every couple days a box lasts quite a while. There's a bunch of different options. I've only tried two, and those were the original beef and the black pepper. I have links today in the write up on this to like all their stuff and I with having the two I have tried. I can't see any of it being bad. So if something is like, I I think I'd like that, hit your fancy, Uh, go ahead and order it with uh, confidence. What I said is the only way that you're not going to like these is if you don't like meat. And and then I just don't know how to help you. (laughs) Um, There's a couple things I wanted to say, though, about this. One, we talked about health today. And products like Chomps um, and some other products that I mentioned in this review and I give links to, uh, Kettle and Fire. Which I used their bone broth today, uh, actually a turmeric ginger bone broth to make a, an amazing soup uh, products like uh, products that come from epic provisions uh, they do a lot of uh, like meat sticks and things like that they 're all grass fed they do some amazing pork rinds i 'm not a huge fan of of pork rinds in a bag, but they make some really good ones and Lakanto, which I featured before, seeing more and more of these companies that are not just catering to low carb or keto but are do, really c- catering to low-carb and paleo with high-quality nutrition. And even though today I'm featuring um, the Chomps product, throw a little thing in here for Kettle and Fire, man. I listened to the founder of Kettle and Fire on a podcast recently, and God had opened my eyes to how hard it is to do things the right way in the food food industry because they knew exactly what they wanted. They wanted 100% grass-fed uh, bones, for their bone broth and for their their soups and everything. And they wanted those bones simmered for 24 hours. And it took them forever to find anybody willing to do both of those things. They could find somebody that was willing to at least use all grass-fed bones. But they couldn't find anybody that was willing to tie up a facility for 24 hours to make bone broth the right way. But they eventually did. And so when I heard that, I gave their products a shot. Seeing products like this that are focused not just on low carb, but on healthy quality proteins and raising animals the right way, it tells me we're at a turning point. We have a long effing way to go, folks, but I think we've made a turn. I think you'll like this write up. You want to check it out at tspaz.com. You see the most recent reviews there, and you can find everything I've ever reviewed, reviewed by product category in alphabetical order as well. And no matter what you buy, you start there, you help support us and the work that we do. That brings us to our song of the day. The song of the day is called The Time of My Life. And when I saw this in uh, John Adams' write-up, I was like, really? Because I thought it would be the one from the movie, from the 80s movie, right? Dirty Dancing. Nobody putting baby in the corner and all that. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't dislike that song. I really don't. I think it's kind of a cool song. But I just don't see it as an ending song for TSP. I, it, it just isn't. But it was actually a song that was uh, done by a winner of American Idol named David Cook, who I don't really know about um, and really wasn't watching American Idol in 2008 when this guy won. Uh, but it was written by a guy named Reggie Ham, and the story behind that is a lot more interesting. He was an aspiring singer who entered the contest for... Writing one of the finishing songs for American Idol, where one of the win, they would the 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 contestants would perform them at the end, and the winner would record that song uh, as like their first you know you know first recorded song after winning the show, and the song was selected, and he won, and what the song is really about is understanding that life is full of ups and downs, and some pretty big downs, and allowing the fact that the ups are there to carry you through the downs. In their case. It actually went back to 2008. Um, his wife, Yolanda, and, and, and he, Reggie, flew to China in 2003 and they adopted a child, a baby girl. That's how much they wanted a kid in their life, that they went all the way to China to adopt an orphan baby girl. And these aren't celebrities with a lot of money that were doing it to make a point, you know? These are people that that's, that's how desperate they were for a baby in their life. And when they got home, their baby, who they named Isabella, turned out to have a severe, mysterious disability. It took over five years for medical specialists to diagnose. It is a very rare neurogenetic disorder called Angleman syndrome. They were unable to get insurance for their baby due to this. They experienced years of confusion, round-the-clock care, caregiving, uh, crushing medical bills, and financial ruin. Reggie noted, quote, we were on the edge of utter disaster. When a song showed up at just the right time, but it was more than a song. It was coming to terms with the journey and the realization of all the beauty I had in my life. It was the realization that Bella was a blessing, not a problem. If you want to get through life and do what I always call on you guys to do, make the most of your dash. Understand that even some of the things in your life that look like the biggest problems are sometimes the greatest blessings. And or the greatest of opportunities With that, it's been Jack Spirico With another edition of the Survival Podcast Helping you figure out how to live that better life At times get tough or even better Turn into something I could believe in And
0: looking for that magic rainbow On the horizon I couldn't see it Until I let go Gave into love Watched all the bitterness burn Now I'm coming alive Body and soul Feeling my world start to turn i yeah.